0: Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Glory, glory, glory. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house this afternoon. Speak to us, Lord. Who needs a word this afternoon? Atababakasedewikisikim. Out of my sight. Mm -hmm. Open up your faith. It's not about you. It's about God. Mm? It's about God. God is in the room. Does he want to speak to you? Mm? Some of us, we would envision, okay, God is in the room, but he's like this. He's waiting On you to get something right. Can you even envision God in the room with his hands open like this? And that doesn't mean you're perfect. Doesn't mean you haven't messed up. Like this. Not like this. Can you envision God being in the room wanting to speak to you? A God that understands that you're trying, but you mess up. A God that understands that, you know, sometimes you mean to do right, but it turns out wrong. A God that knows sometimes you you don't want to do wrong, but that's what you end up doing. Hmm? Do we envision that God? When we come to church, do we envision that God? Or we envision a God that's just saying, "Hmm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's on you. But maybe the waiting is for you to envision that God wants to speak and empower you and encourage you to do the awesomeness that you want to do in him. Can we envision that God today? Hmm. Speak to us, Lord. Some of us might think if he spoke to us, it would be a rebuke. And I'm not talking about seeing a God that, Lord, it's about time that you showed up. It's about time you said something because you know I've been good. I've been doing what I should do. Or at least I'm better than everybody else in the room. It's not that attitude, you know. But it's about the presence of God that actually wants to be here with you. I don't know if you want to be here with God. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you had somewhere else you had rather be, but you just felt like uh, it's something I must do. Mm. See, if you think about it, it's, it's a lot of these attitudes that rob us from the existence and the realness of who God is, that his presence is here to heal you today. To deal with some matters in your life that needs to be dealt with, but how do you how do you envision God? Oh Lord, you ain't showed up all week. I doubt if you're gonna show up today. I just come just in case you might be in a good mood today. Have we not rendered that presence? I don't like, just like to talk about the presence of God. I like to talk about the word of God being in the room that he speaks to us. But have we not rendered the word and rendered the presence of God? Have we not rendered it with our negativeness? And that negativeness keeps us from seeing God. Hmm? A God that wants to do something. Huh? We see God. God, you, you must do something. That's the way we render it. God, you must do something. You must see my situation. You think the Lord is just, I don't know, watching TikTok and then just don't have the time to fool with you today? We have rendered the attitude of the sanctuary. We do not welcome his presence. Of a God that's going to change our lives. Not that he's going to change our lives because he has to. But because he wants to. Let's let's think about that just a moment. Because he wants to. Let's go a little deeper with this scripture this afternoon. Be shepherds of God's flock. That is under your care. Hmm? Serving as overseers. Not because you must. Not because you have to, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. Not greedy for money, but eager to serve. Next verse, saying, and not lording it over people. But let's focus on that. God doesn't have to be here this morning. He wants to be here this morning and he's telling us that, that if we're going to be if we're going to be lovers like him then we should be shepherds over God's flock that's under our care serving as overseer, not because we have to if we don't do this God's not going to bless me with my life it's not, no, not going to go good but because we are willing as God wants us to be he wants us to be willing not greedy for money we're not just doing it so we have a better life And we're not lording it just so we can get boast in it. But God wants to be here. Just like he wants you to be here. And just like we should want to be here. Not because we have to. Not because we haven't been in church in a while. Not because our finances are drying up. And one thing I know about us creatures, we always want something. But that we're here because we want to be here, not just because we feel like we have to be. See, that's what love is. And as a as a leader, uh, as a minister, a pastor, that should be my heart. That should be leaders' heart. That should be counselors' hearts, because we want to. Anybody follow? It? God wants to be here. Oh no, I got to go to Trinidad. <laughs> You know how many churches I got to be in in Trinidad? And they're going to sing their favorite songs. They're never going to sing the songs I like, you know. They're going to sing their favorite. Uh Right? Because I want to be here. I pray you want to be here. So if we want to be here and God wants to be here, whoo! wonder what could happen. If God wants to heal us. He doesn't want us sick. And we want to be healed. Not protest. It's just like. It's just like. um, It's just like. um, It's kind of like marriage. You know. The first time around you might have had to get married. (laughs) Or felt like you had to get married. Or. Or. Felt like that was the thing to do. But then if you go back and ask to renew vows. See, that's a willingness. You don't have to do that. True. You don't even have to do that. True. You don't have to do that. That's a willingness. And then if the bride says yes too, that's a willingness. Yes, yes. Da, da, da. So, so we talk about this, this willingness. Mm. See, you might be married, but, the, but the, to renew your vows, there's got to be a willingness. There's got to be something extra there, right? Huh? Got to be something, something, nice, something there. Anybody hear me? Now, if I recall right, it's been almost, what, six years ago? <laughs> See? That's why I don't trust you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that there was a few couples that got married on the spot. How many couples got married on the spot? Three, three. three couples on the spot, and all right, three on the spot, and all three of them still together. Two of them still together. One of them is, but they wasn't in house. All right, so three of them still together. Yes. Just on the spot. That's the awesomeness of God. So here's the thing I want you to understand. is God's goodness. Sometimes God says something is good, but you can't see it. Sometimes you fight against it. Sometimes you struggle, but God says it's good. And so his persistence to bless your life. And then if you, if you hang on and hang in there with God... One day you see it. But but th- this is the willingness that, that, that we need to have. So nothing says you have to uh, to redo your vows again. Hmm? Tell Mew, that's something that she wanted and something that he wants. Don't have to do that. Yes? Right? I suggest take the money. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, do it, but take the money. Buy a car. Oh, no, we, we want to go on a honeymoon. but well, that, That's beside the point. Um, but it's, it's the willingness. Do you, uh, do you want to be here this morning? Because God wants to be here. Huh? You imagine how God feels. He wants to be here. And by the way, God comes on time. He wants to be here. Imagine how it grieves him, but he still loves you when you don't want to be here. Uh, yeah. Or it's too cold or it's too hot, those type of things, right? If you like cooler temperatures, sit on this side. If you like warmer temperatures, sit on that side. Mm-hmm. But he he wants to be here. He wants to speak to you Hmm? he didn't call you here this morning to give you a boofing to tell you about all the things you got wrong now he might point out some things when you think you did good and it really it wasn't good he might point those things out but that's only so it would change your karma so you would have a better attitude towards yourself karma affects you it don't affect god You can can be as nasty as you want to be. You think your nastiness is going to affect God? Now, in marriage, sometimes we do that. Or even before marriage. We show attitude. I mean, we grown-ups. Anybody know what we're talking about? We grown-ups. I mean, we over 18. We 20. We grown-ups. We went to school to learn English. But no, we... (laughs) <laughs> Anybody know what we're talking about? Uh, I mean, we're adults. We're adults, but in our relationship. We forgot we went to school, you know. We got attitudes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so sometimes we have attitudes with God. We don't want to talk. We just want to throw our attitude. But the Lord is willing to be here. Not just willing. He wants to be here with us. And we should want to be here with Him. We should develop, have developed in a relationship that is so close that we know that, Lord, He loves us more than anybody else loves us. And He's got the best for us. We may not see it at the moment. But God sees it. God sees it. God sees it. It's just like Caleb and Christy. If y'all know Caleb and Christy, they both mad in their head. They have this crazy... They have this... They have this, this craziness about them that's just unique. And I think the Lord, when I see these two, I know you two supposed to be together. Wouldn't nobody else put up with you? Y'all meant for each other not that there's a have to thing but, but that's God he looks at you and he sees things you can't see about yourself but you just got to have some trust that he sees you better than you see yourself and that he has a better living for you than you have for yourself Amen. but you have, to, you have to hear to him and you have to trust him Amen. and sometimes it's blindly sometimes Lord I, I am just doing this because you say this is what I'm supposed to be doing because I can't see the beauty now. But I know one day I will see the beauty because you say this is you. I going to see that beauty. Yes. And so we have this willingness to come into God's house. And we have a willingness for God to speak to us. Not a fear. We, we trust his love. We, we know that if it's correction, it's only to get us in the right place. It's the right direction. Yes. You know, you might listen to Google Maps or somewhere or, 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 or Waves or somebody, one of those apps that, that would give you directions. You don't argue with them. Well, sometimes you do. But for the most part, no, you, you listen and you follow. And that's the way we should learn. We should trust God. Some of us, we trust our apps more than we trust God. I wonder if that could be an idol. We trust our apps more than we trust God. Hmm? I remember one time, several years ago in St. Lucia, we had to go to this church. We had no idea how to get there. And that was really before app times. And literally, the Lord says, turn and turn and turn. And and we found the church. But we trust everything but God. Hmm? God is is willing he wants to work with you to make your life prosperous he wants to bring you into a better living so you will have a a, a static boast about you this joy that does not come in self-confidence it's a joy that comes in faith in God and God just does things and He just he just does things better than he has to do things and he does things in your life And sometimes he gets you in some scary places, but you realize he's got you. And sometimes you go through some things, but you realize all these things are working together for the good. And sometimes you go through some things, but you go through them just so you can see better and so you can understand better. Now I see what you're trying to tell me, God. Hmm? Sometimes he's got to let you taste something so you realize that it's bitter and it's not good for you. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. But sometimes we, even though we're, we're mature and we, and we have good English or reasonably good English, we don't talk with God. We give Him attitude. Huh? Can you can you can you imagine grown people? I mean, grown. I mean, oh. <laughs> and, and so we could be talking about relationships, right? We could be talking about friendships. We don't talk. We throw attitudes. Or maybe we're, we're a mother and a daughter, or, or and a son. We all can speak good English. Deep down, we love, but no, we choose what. These animal-like attitudes. <laughs> May you be ashamed the next time, the next time you show these animalistic attitudes. Huh? God don't give you what you want. Hmm. You're just going to go away and watch media for 12 hours. Huh? Rather than to say, Lord, I, I don't understand. I, I thought this was going to work out another way. See, it's in that communication that you begin to is in that communication Do you begin to know what love is There's no such thing of love Without communication We don't learn how to love With just Stares and grunts huh? You know we develop These looks you know we, we, we're pretty good at these looks from small. We, we let the young man or the young woman know. We let them know that we like them with just our eyes. <laughs> and we let them know that we're jealous with our attitudes. Uh-huh. Some of us should have went to dog school instead of <laughs> primary and secondary school. <laughs> You should be ashamed of yourself. Grown person like you. Uh, or even at even at KFC. Mm. Mm. Uh, like like we still in caveman days, you know. Uh, mm. So to put this all in perspective, how many times is church this is what we envision. It's not the truth. But we envision God. Alright. Let's see what you're going to do today. Let's see what you got to say. already know you're guilty as hell. What you going to say? All right. And then and then here you. But they're worse than me. So we're singing amazing grace with attitude. Hmm? Everybody know... We grown people, you know. We groan. Hmm? And some of you that's got a university degree, you've got no excuse. Why are you still acting like that? I <laughs> 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 <You know. laughs> don't get you nowhere. Communicate with God. God Wants to be your God. He doesn't have to be your God. God wants to be here this morning. The Spirit of the Lord wants to be here. But how do we come? We come into the house of the Lord. And we think, okay, if we praise enough, if we worship enough, okay, we'll even hire somebody to play the keyboard. Whatever we got to do, we'll, we'll, we'll hire professional people. Whatever we got to do to get God to come into the house. You ever been in a church service and for a whole hour they sing, they sing, come Holy Spirit. Huh? For a whole hour. Come Holy Spirit. Huh? When the praise goes up, you know, the blessings come down. Lord, we've been praising a long time. I learned something 30 something years ago. I learned something when I step into a house to minister. I do not ask God to come. I know he took me. He brought me here and he is with me. I learned he taught me quick. Don't be asking me to come. I am here. Now I understand your favorite songs, but think about it. Some of the songs that we sing, aren't we implying that we just, okay, okay. We've been coming to church here now six months and God ain't blessed us with one service yet. We act like some satellite churches. You know, they got satellite churches where the pastor, you know, he speaks to the different churches over the satellites, you know. And every now and then, he makes a visitation. And that's our attitude towards God. God wanted to be here this morning with you before you wanted to be here this morning. God wants to speak to you this morning. God wants to bless your life. He he wants to heal your life. Huh? He wants to take the unforgiveness and the hardness out of your life. Hey, 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 what's wrong with me? Hey, you like your belly? You like your belly? Yeah, you like your belly? Huh? You like your belly? You like your belly? Do you like your belly? You know you like your belly. <laughs> See? You like your belly? See? You like your belly. See there? See? Some of you are just crying just like him. You like your belly, don't you? You like your belly, don't you? You want something to eat. You want something. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why? Oh, God. Oh, God. Why are you so far from me? Now, the really strange thing is, God got up this morning. He waited for you to get dressed. Ladies, third dress. He waited. He got in a car with you. He rode to church with you just so he could spend time with you. He wants to be here. He is willing to be here. And he's not just here because he wants servants. He's here because he loves you. He's here because you have chosen him. Although he always was, he has chosen you and you have chosen him to be your overseer. Watch over my life. Guide me, because you know sometimes, Lord, I get things all messed up. Sometimes I get the wrong signals. And you know who makes the worst mistakes in the world? Ministers. See, a lot of people, they don't ever hear God. So they don't know His voice, or at least maybe they haven't come to know His voice, some people. And so, it's not like you feel like God told you anything. Anything. So you know everything's a guess. But ministers, you know, sometimes they hear God. And so it sets them up sometimes to believe they're hearing God when they're not hearing God. Uh But the Lord even knows that. His mercy, His grace, He wants you to get it right. He overlooks when you do silly things. Uh See, when Jesus asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? That is after he got afraid of the rooster, you know. Peter, do you love me? Now, Jesus is not like some of us. You know, we might ask our husband or our wife or our friend, do you love me? We know we love to ask them questions, right? Do you, do you love me? Hmm? You sure you love me? Hmm? Been married ain't no how many years. You sure you love me? See, Jesus was not asking that question because he didn't know whether or not if Peter loved him. Jesus knew Peter loved him. He just needed to get Peter to say it. So Peter would remember and know that he loves Jesus. But now when you asked, you sure you love me? You sure you love me? What hungry man, ladies, is going to say no to that question? They're hungry. They ain't going to say no. And even if they wasn't hungry, they know not to say no. So why do you think that yes is any grander than before? No. Jesus asked that question. And he asked that question of you so that you would get through your madness. What did Peter have to get through? Peter, well, some madness, but what Peter had to get through was his pride. Because he was convinced that if everybody else left him, he wasn't going to leave Jesus. And he, he was denying him when John wasn't even denying him. So he was denying him. So what he had to get through was his shame. <clears throat> See, first thing is the Lord already told Peter, say, Peter, you know, Satan's asked to sift you, you know. Not me. I'm not testing you, but the devil going to test you. Uh Uh-huh. And you're going to deny me. No, Lord, I ain't going to deny you. So he denies Jesus three times. Right? So after his resurrection, Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Peter can't say yes. It's hard. He finally says, Yes, Lord. You know I love you. But it's hard. Why is it hard? Because you know you... You didn't really let him down. The Lord said you're going to run too. So it's not like the Lord didn't know it. So you didn't really let him down. But you let yourself down because you thought you was going to be bigger and better. And so the reason Peter had to say that he loved Jesus three times was to get through the shame that he was feeling. And that's why sometimes we come to church and as ministers, we try to encourage you to tell the Lord that you love him. Not so he will say, Are you sure? I don't know what you did this week. I don't know if you love me or not. Oh, no. The reason we do that is to break through our rejections and our lack of faith and and all the ways that we think we have left God down. Jude says, You know, build up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in God's love. Uh, Keep yourself in God's love. Just that attitude. God smiled when he saw you come through the door. The Lord wants to be here with you today. He wants to talk to you. Hmm? Now, like many things, we could be preoccupied so we're not hearing what God is saying. the, the, The simple thing, and I can't get away from that, is God wants to be here. I probably have already said that at least 30 times. But have you heard it one time? And the impact of it. That God wants to be here. He wants to talk to you. He wants to give you a word. He wants to heal your body. He wants to heal your mind. He wants to bless your life. But will you make room for it? Or did you just come because you haven't been here in a while? Or did you just come because you was feeling a little guilty or are you just coming because the way well, oh, you know you got to put the Lord first you know huh? but no matter why you're here God brought you here Amen. and God wants you here and God wants to be here you just got to open up your heart and want to be here too huh Not for money, not for attention, not for things. He's going to bless your life. Ain't no way he's going to love you and not take care of your problems. You think God wants you to have all those bills and those worries and things? Sometimes he pays your bills off and you go get more bills. Maybe he didn't tell you to do that, right? Right? But he's always taking care of you. Not because he has to, but because he loves you. He loves you. Just like he loves everybody in hell. That was their choice. They wasn't willing. Are you willing? Do you want to be here? Do you want to be here? Do you really, really, really want to be here in the presence of God? (laughs) I want to be here. Yes. And I want you to be here. Don't ever think, I don't want you to be here. I want you to be here. God wants you to be here. Huh? But there's truth in the world, and we've got to embrace that truth. God wants to bless your life. But sometimes you don't think you deserve it. When Jesus kept asking Peter, asked him three times, Peter, do you love me? And Peter was getting upset. He said, Lord, you know I love you. You can imagine Peter kind of speaking it kind of rough. Lord, you know I love you. You know I love you. So if you love me, why are you talking so rough? No, Peter's anger at himself. He's angry at himself because Peter thought he was better than all the other disciples. So pride comes before fall. All of them run, but he's the one that boasted he wasn't going to run. And he's the one that boasted that he was better. And so we fall. And sometimes we're not really upset with God, we're upset with ourselves. Are you so upset with yourself today you can't receive God's love? Are you so displeased with yourself you can't receive God's love and His forgiveness? Without His love and forgiveness, your karma is all messed up. Hmm. Are you so upset with yourself? Huh? And the bottom line, of, bottom line of all church services is what we try to do. The bottom line is... And, and I don't know, somehow we lose it in church services because we have our choirs and we say, you know, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Stand up and praise Him. Clap your hands, clap your hands. You clap enough, you know God comes on. You mean Clap on, clap off. But God is so far away, you're clapping on. And I don't know why we, we fall prey to all of this stuff. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Lord Jesus, Come. And if that don't work, come Holy Spirit, if that don't work, then we sing. Pass me not, oh gentle Savior, hear my humble plea or cry, plea, cry, hear my humble cry. That's got pride all over it. What do you mean, hear your humble cry? <laughs> I know that song, but what do you mean, hear my humble cry? First you're saying you're a sinner, and then you're saying you're humble. You just can't stop posting, can you? Hear my humble cry. And so, so we do all these things in church, but the reality of it is, is to get you to quit judging yourself and condemning yourself. Oh yes, you have your little outburst when you say, God, you're not helping me. Hello, you're still breathing. Hello in church grumbling about god you don't think the lord don't see that but still he says nah nah jesus the disciples if if they saw somebody else doing what they was doing or anything else they want to call down fire from heaven and devour them and jesus says no leave them alone they just angry at themselves because deep down inside, they know I'm not the source of their problems. They just protest it. Mm. It's like a son saying they don't love their father, but they're the spitting image of it. And they're saying, He my father. Boy, I ain't he won't argue with that dumb statement. Mm. No, we just disappointed with ourselves. So what we do in church is we do this thing where we, let's worship the Lord. Let's worship. Let's worship. Come on. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's worship. The bottom line is we're just trying to get Peter to say three times that he loves God. Though some of you might need four. (laughs) Is that not true? I mean, he sends his son to die for us what part of God loves us we don't understand. Hmm? And He knows we're not perfect. And He knows that we have needs. And He wants to help but will we let Him help us? Will we let Him help us? Hmm? You know, I, I just thought about this. You know, you know, Peter obviously felt bad when that rooster crowed and realized he denied Jesus three times right so he's feeling bad right man I should I just messed up I should have stood up for the Lord right so but then Peter could begin to console himself and say well it don't matter he's dead can you imagine what Peter felt when he found out Jesus was alive (laughs) oh you know that hurts you know You know that hurt when you found out he's alive, you know. You betrayed somebody, but you thought, well, at least they're dead, you know. I I don't have to face them anymore, you know. But then you realize he's alive. Hmm. Which which says a lot of things, you know. And I encourage you to listen to this morning's message and about the concept of of animal love. But it, it says a lot about us that most of us, we're not receiving from God Just because we're angry with ourselves, We blame somebody else, but deep down inside, we know we're partly to blame. We're angry at somebody else, but deep down inside, we know we haven't been a saint ourselves. We're angry that somebody took something from us, but the truth is we've taken things from other people. Deep down inside, we know we're not no saint. We just need to confess three times to the Lord that we love Him. Do you love me? Do you love me? Imagine the Lord brings you to church every Sunday, Tuesday night, Friday night, maybe, just so you would confess that love because once you confess that love, you'll be good, you'll be blessed. But sometimes we just get caught up and we know that God is in control of everything. So we just come and we sit somewhere and we we just hope that God will see us and give us something. But what he wants most of all is for that relationship. That's why the Bible says seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will happen. Because if you love me, you can't help but to be blessed. Your life will change. If you love me. But if you just love me because you want something. That's, that's not really love. So you don't really want to be here. You just come here because you wanted something. And you thought this was the way to get it. You didn't come just because you wanted to be in the presence of God. Huh? Yes God is with you at home. But there's something about when somebody else is. You know. When God's present with you at home, you know, you're ironing and you're doing these other things. And so, you know, you're just having a conversation with God. And sometimes you forget God is in the room, you know. You just get busy, you know. and something about a service where we... It, it, it's kind of like restraint. We have to be still. And hopefully we can listen and not fall asleep. Because God loves us. <laughs> <laughs> and he... He wants to, and and sometimes the truth is, sometimes the truth is kind of like in the prayer room. If you go in the prayer room, you know, the counselors will hold your hand and they say, shh, let's listen for the Lord. Some of that is just to get you to be quiet. Truthfully. So sometimes God is just trying to get you to be quiet. Yes. Unless you're Pentecostal, then you think you got to scream all the time. (laughs) If you don't scream, ain't no anointing. Huh? It's amazing sometimes our concept of church and what we think reaches God. Truth reaches God. When you really want to talk with God, he'll talk with you. But you must believe. When you're really trusting God to do something with your life, he'll do something with your life. But you must follow. Listen to his directions. When things don't work out, you must understand. All things work for the good. All things work for good. We've all seen things not work out the way we wanted them to work out. Things happen and we feel embarrassed or shamed about it. Anybody done anything lately they feel a little embarrassed or ashamed about? Yes. I see two or three hands. There's more than two or three, you know. Some of you are so shamed you can't even put your hand up. Uh, anybody wish they could have been a better person? Anybody, anybody thinks that, okay, as long as I've been going to church, I should be doing more than what I'm doing? Uh, do you love me? Do you love me? Peter, I was there when that rooster crowed and you felt so guilty. Uh, and I would have come and talked to you, but they was kind of beating on me at the time, you know. <laughs> so I had to make up my mind. And since I had to die for everybody, I couldn't come in. I couldn't come to your rescue just immediately. But, but I felt, when I had rooster crowed, I, I felt you, you feel terrible inside. Uh, and you realize what Jesus does. He takes, after his resurrection, he takes Peter aside and says, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Sometimes telling God you love him one time is just not enough to break through your condemnation. And then Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. So it's almost like there's this frustration that's coming out, you know. There's this frustration. Why does the Lord keep asking me these questions? He asked me these questions because, because I was a coward. That's why he keeps asking me these questions. no. The Lord don't keep asking you those questions because you was a coward. He keeps asking you those questions so that you would realize that you love God more than you love your own pride. More than your own boast. Because no, Peter pride himself in loving God. And sometimes Christians that pride themselves in loving God's that they pride themselves in loving God and, and, and being faithful to God, they find themselves in bigger traps than sinners. Because you pride yourself in that. And, and that's not true faith. You pride yourself that you're a church goer You pride yourself. And you don't even realize that you, you're riding around in your car and you're thinking you're better than everybody else. You don't even realize it. Somehow or another, your love for God has just turned into self-righteousness. And, you, and you, you think you're better. And then when you mess up, Oh ten Hail Marys won't break it. <laughs> huh? But it's knowing. All right, it would have been nice, Peter, but I knew you not going. I knew you didn't have all this strength, you know. I knew you weren't gonna face this. I knew you weren't gonna put yourself in the play, same place I was. But I don't care about that what I care about is you loving me what I care about is you realizing you love me more than you love yourself the reason Peter was going through so much is because he loved himself he couldn't believe he did that he couldn't believe he made that mistake couldn't believe he did that again Hmm? Hmm. you ever have that feeling I can't believe I did that again I can't believe I did it again what is wrong with me what is wrong with me? I, I I don't deserve no grace. And so when you come to God's presence, it's like you've got this attitude. Huh? Do you love me? That's all I care about. Do you love me? That's that's all I care about. I don't care what stupidness you do. Do you still love me? If you still love me, there's hope. Uh, I don't care what stupidness you did. Well, it was a little embarrassing, but I don't care what stupidness you did. But do you love me? Huh? Do you love me? I had a student in the house one time. Somebody called us up and said, you know your students in the bar drinking? I want to say what they're drinking, but I already knew what they was drinking, so I didn't, I didn't set myself up to be uh, further embarrassed by anything, you know. Well... It wasn't one of my strong students, by no means. I don't stop loving you because you did something stupid. I wish you hadn't have done it. But it is what it is. And I've learned that love from God. Yes. It would be nice if you quit doing stupidness. No one's question is, do you love me? Because see if you can't answer that question you're still feeling sorry for yourself. That's why Judas hung himself because he couldn't answer that question. Now we don't know that the Lord even asked Judas but I don't think Judas would have answered that question. I don't think he could have answered that question. Both Peter and Judas betrayed Christ. But there was a difference. Peter loved Jesus. And that's why you're here. Because you love Jesus. Hmm? So I ain't worried about your stupidness. One day. You're going to do it less. My concern is. Do you still love me? Because if you don't love me. You won't follow me. Says the Lord. If you still love me. I don't care what you've done. To mess up your life. I don't care how many times you've done it. I don't care that you're still broke. If you still... If you love me, I'm going to get you out of this brokenness. Amen. I'm not falling short on my promise. you falling short to believe my promise. Do you love me? Do you love me? Can you say that? I mean, can you say that this morning? Can you say, Jesus, I love you. But can you say it without bitterness? And I don't mean, I don't mean with a trumpet. I mean, can you, can you say it? Can you say it with love? Like, you know, not like, you know I love you. I love you. <laughs> yes, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, love you. Uh, and you can't say out oh, of greediness and, you know, you, you, you want a new job. I, I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you. I love you with all my heart. Everything I got. I want nothing but you. And you know there ain't no love in your voice. That's why you're not married anymore. Because you didn't even know how to fake it anymore. Because you know there's a talk. There's a talk. There's a talk. But there ain't no love in the talk. There's a worship. There's a worship. There's a worship. But there ain't no love in the worship. Because you haven't broke through. You ever hear Pentecostal churches talking about. I need a breakthrough. That means you need to get over your anger. And self-condemnation. That's what a breakthrough is. I need a breakthrough. You ever realize Pentecostals. They always want a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. And when they, when they talk about breakthrough, ain't nobody evil but the world, you know. I need a breakthrough. I got all these demons coming around me. All these demons holding me down. And Lord, you know, you ain't showed up. I've been fighting all these demons all night by myself. Lord, I need a breakthrough. You see, that's the way we portray it, right? Everybody know what I'm talking about? We portray it. I need a breakthrough. I need a turnaround. You need to quit judging yourself and being angry. But God loves you so much, he don't even tell you what that breakthrough is. So he gives you a breakthrough. You say, yes, at last, I'm free. Actually, you just broke outside yourself. You just broke outside yourself. Because here's the thing. When you open up your heart and you love Jesus... And you know how much he loves you? Can't no demon touch you. They can't touch nothing you're doing. You don't have to pray right. Because you're in relationship with him. He's watching over you. He's got your back. Even when you can't see your enemies. He shows you your enemies. Because you're in that relationship with him. See we worry more about being perfect than being in relationship. Build up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Why? To keep yourself in God's love. God loves me so much I, I don't have to I don't have to stay up all night looking for demons in the air. I don't, I don't have to suspect everybody that everybody's against me. Huh? So I, I don't have to have these breakthroughs that so many people have to have. Why? Because when love is inside you there's no breakthrough needed. Some of you in here now, you need a breakthrough in your life. You need something to change in your life. But the truth is, you just need to break through and confess your love to God and accept the fact that He loves you and accept the fact that you probably are not, nowhere near perfect, you know. And you can't even say, well, I'm more perfect than the person that's doing this to me. It don't matter. The breakthrough is God's love. And once you touch God's love, once you touch God's love, Lord, I know you love me. Oh, you see better. Once, once, once God's love touches you, you don't even need to pray so much. Because the things you're worried about, you, you just say, Lord, I know you got that. Sometimes you stay up all night long, you're praying about something. Praying about something. All night long. All night long. If the Spirit ever touches you, you say, Lord, I know you got that cover." I just give my life to you. I give my life to you. Huh? Jesus, in Gethsemane, when he, the night when he was to be betrayed, he needed a breakthrough. But when he got to the place, we know when he got to the place, he says, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Because hmm? he went in. Jesus went in praying and said, Father... Let this cup be taken from me. Meaning death. Don't let me have to go through this. But he prayed and he said his sweat turned into blood. And then he got to this place where he says, it don't matter. Let thy will be done. Whatever you want to take me through. And Jesus got more glory out of his death than he ever would have kept living. And he saved us. But he got that breakthrough. And what was the breakthrough? The breakthrough was trusting God. The breakthrough you need in your life is to trust God with all your heart. The breakthrough in your life is you need to love God more than your pride and your self-esteem. You need to love God more than your your situation or your position in life. You need to love God more once you get that breakthrough, once you reach His love that's in this room right now and that wants to love on you. Once you do that, you don't need no breakthrough. It's there. It's there. What prophets do, what ministers do, is we try to, to break through your walls. Huh? Try to break through your walls. All right. We try to break through your walls to get you blessed. Huh? Break through your walls. Huh? Sometimes, sometimes you, you, you feel this word for somebody. Now, it's always nice when you have a word for somebody and and, and you start to give them a word and everybody else is okay. But every now and then, quite often, you're going to give this person a word. And when you start to give them a word, you realize there's these voices that's not for it. They're against it. But if God be for you, who can be against you? There's these voices that would be against you. But God is for you. God is for you. Huh? See, you, you've had some rough times in your life. And some of them voices haunt you. I don't know if you hear them or not. But some invoices voices want to judge you. Not me. Hmm? Not me. Does that mean you're perfect? No. Does that mean they're perfect? No. But God's love will change your life in such a way. And He will prosper your life. Yeah. So I've seen the Lord wanting to bless people people. Wanting to bless them. But they'd be something. They'd be a presence that's there. Sometimes it'd be people in the surface itself. Nobody believes that person should be blessed. And you fight all these voices. Sometimes people don't understand what it is to be a prophet. You're fighting all these voices because everybody and all these voices come. I don't know where these voices come from. All these voices come from saying, no, don't bless that person. But God's already said, bless them. So I know you're going to have a hard time being blessed if I have a hard time blessing you. But nothing is impossible for God. What are those voices? Those voices are people that judge you, people that don't like you. Maybe you did something wrong. Maybe they think you did something wrong. Maybe they just don't like you. Maybe you're holding something against them. It can be all kinds of things that just just bottled up around you. That's, that's why we need to come to the Lord and not judge nobody. So we kill all the voices. So when God wants to rain down a blessing on you, there's nothing there to stop the blessing. Huh? There's nothing there to stop the blessing. Nothing there to stop the blessing. I think everybody in this house knows you want to get married. God wants to do it. But there's voices that's saying, it don't deserve it, don't deserve it, don't deserve it. Huh? But once, once you believe me more than you believe the voices, And I'm just using myself as, as an instrument of God. His, his mouthpiece. Once you believe me, once you believe God, more than you believe all the voices around you. Uh-huh. Now sometimes you give a word to a person and they're already believing. They already have favor. They don't really have no big enemies around them. So they receive the word easy. And that's usually when we rejoice. But every now and then, the Lord wants to give you a word to somebody that, that's, you know, All the voices are against it. But if God is for you, who can be against you? But the thing that needs to happen is you need to rise up and believe that God loves you. Don't rise up and believe that you're a good person. Don't rise up and believe you're going to be a good person one day. What you need to do is rise up and believe God is so good. God is so good, He don't even look down on you when you make a mistake. He just wants to lift you up. When everybody else is giving up on you. God will reach his hand down. Because he's going to take you. And do something with your life. Hmm? Hmm? This is the fight. Hmm? This, is, this is the real battle. The real battle is the devil within you. That you that don't even like you. That you that is just like Peter. I think there's a lot of Peters in here. Huh? Peter's beating up on himself. But he's just... He's just got wounded pride. He's just just feeling bad because he let the Lord down. See, he can't even say that he loves Jesus without all these attitudes. Do you love me? Do you love me? Yes, maybe you've done some things. Maybe your karma. Maybe there's been some people that don't like you. The karma has given you a hard time in life. But God wants to erase all that. Because in him there is no karma. There is only love. There is only love. Somebody hear me today. Hmm? Come out of yourself. Hmm? Sometimes we can't believe because we've had so many disappointments. So many disappointments. I say you're going to get a good home. What's the first thing I hear? I say you're going to get a new home. Before you even speak. I hear voices saying. Well sometimes I do. But I don't get to keep it. It never works out. Sometimes I hear that before I even hear you say thank you. Or praise God. The negativeness that walks with you. See. The thing about the prophetic gift that most people don't understand. If you are truly a prophet of God, you don't only hear God, you hear all the devils. You hear all the devils. You hear all the devils. You want to bless somebody. But all those devils. And them devils that's around one person. They're trying to find somebody else in the sanctuary that would agree. Some evil that goes on in church should not go on. And sometimes we might know it. In other words, we might know that person. Lord, why are you giving them a word? So some of us might knowingly, outwardly, grumble against somebody else being blessed or receiving a word. You know, but that means their devil reached out to your devil. I don't know if y'all was friends on Facebook or TikTok or whatever. He was friends in something. So they reached out. But but sometimes sometimes it's just an attitude. Sometimes we have this bad attitude, and when we just we just we don't like ourselves. You realize it's hard to like people when you don't like yourself. And so sometimes the Lord is wanting to bless somebody, and then I have to fight all those negative voices just to say, "You're gonna get a job." Or there's a good job coming. And and the reason I'm emphasizing this is I want you to understand if you don't keep yourself in God's love, you, you walk around with all of those voices. You walk around with all those voices. Huh? Yes? You're not gonna find no good man. Have you ever found a good man? Look how old you are. You ain't never found no good man. You know you ain't gonna find you no good man. You know God ain't got no good man for you. See? See, it's easy for me to voice her devils. But it's a lot more loving to curse those devils. Hmm. 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 It's easier to say, you've already been struck by lightning a few times, chances are happening again. Probably not going to happen. You're going to find love. Hmm? Yes this this in case some of you don't know this this seat here is for the desperate for love seat right here. i I didn't assign it it just it all just always seems to happen I don't know Now let, let me say this Let me say this concerning prophets Now there are false prophets False prophets is somebody that prophesies And is for their own good They will prophesy a new job on you Because they want to tithe They will prophesy a new car on you because they want you to be their chauffeur and drive them around. Erring prophets are prophets that will make mistakes. (laughs) Their heart was right, but they picked up on the wrong voice, what have you. And then you have true prophets. You ever have somebody give you a word and that word not coming to pass? It's possible that the Lord spoke that word. And the prophet believed that word, but you struggled to receive that word. Because I know, I know a few people for years i have been telling them, you're going to have a baby, you're going to get married. And it ain't happened yet. But I keep hearing the Lord saying it. So I don't care what you think. I care what God thinks. Amen. And I don't even care about the reputation. If I hear the Lord say, tell you that again, I'm going to tell you that again. 'Cause one day we're gonna laugh at everybody that doubted. Yes, yes. We're gonna laugh at everybody that doubted. if I tell you, if I tell you by the Spirit of the Lord, I say you're gonna get married. You know. And within a year, a dog hasn't even come and barked at you. <laughs> There's something wrong with you. You mean I can't even get a bad one to come? Nah. Nah, 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 no, no. Nah, no, 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 no. No, you you scared. You're fearful. You know. You don't trust God. So if God has promised you something through a prophet or He's spoken to you, don't be so quick to call it false or wrong. Maybe you're just stubborn to believe. Because the Lord wants to bless your life. Huh? And the way he does it, he'll begin to do things in your life that you will know you didn't do it. It wasn't your anointing. It wasn't your charm. It wasn't your ability. You know it's God doing it. And when you get in that state that God is doing things in your life and you begin to praise him for those things. See, you're not come out of yourself. You're living in a different world. But it takes time. Sometimes we're stubborn to let go and trust that feeling. Hmm? That's like Peter. He likes to protect his own pride but he didn't do good at that, you know. See, it's hard for us to let go and say, okay, Lord. You guide my life. You direct me. When I need to make a choice, you will show me the choices. But you guide my life and you protect my life. You're going to do it, Lord. Thy will be done. See, Jesus says, thy will, let thy will be done, and, and then he got killed. But see, we think, okay, all right, all right, I don't know about saying that if I want to say, Lord, let thy will be done, because I might be dead by in the morning. But here's the thing Jesus came to reach the world, so his death was the most prosperous thing that could have ever happened. Anybody hear me? So it wasn't no mistake, is the most prosperous thing that could have ever happened. So when you break through all your pride and all your fears and you say, Lord, thy will be done. It's okay to ask for things, but ultimately you want him to do it because he's going to give you the best. Imaginely more than you can imagine. Once you break through, see, you got to break through you. That's your biggest problem. Breaking through you. Breaking through you so that you don't protect yourself. To break through you and to trust God. Yes there'll be some challenges, but those challenges will work out for your good it will make you grow it will give you a faith because in the beginning you know in our beginning with our walk with God we do all these we do all these crazy things so we, we start to get blessed. And so, you know, we start to wash our hands, you know, after every meal. We start to give thanks right before every meal. You know, we start to come to church and we, we do all these things because we think somehow or another we have found the possession of life, the key of life. So we still think it works. We don't realize God's just doing it because he wants to. Got nothing to do with your church attendance. Got nothing to do with you getting up. Oh, I get up at 3 o'clock every night. I get up and pray. Sometimes you pray sleep. You, you, you fall into that. And, and we, make all these, we make all these commitments that we're going to get up at 3 o'clock and pray. Listen, your mind don't work good in the daytime, let alone at 3 o'clock at night. You don't know half the stuff you're praying. Huh? But you make that commitment to it. So you say, the Lord told me to do that. And, and then after a little while, you quit doing it. So not only are you not doing it, you quit doing it and and, and you never got permission from God or forgiveness from God because you really think God told you to do that at that particular hour. So now you're feeling more guilty because, and see, some of you have gotten things you you promised God you were going to do and you didn't do it. So now you feel more guilty. And so to come in and to say, Lord, I love you. You know to say it. You know to say it as a Christian. But with your heart. It's hard for you to say. Because you're disappointed with yourself. You're angry with yourself. Huh? If anybody in here, you've been down those religious roads. Huh? You tried to be the Apostle Paul or Mother Mary, whoever you tried to be. Huh? And you think you might be Judas or next in line. Listen. Receive God's forgiveness. Right now, he never called you to all that madness. You did. Huh? Or you're trying, to, you're trying to force yourself to read. You can't force yourself to read the Bible. When you love Jesus, you'll read the Bible. Yes. Yes. You're putting pressure on you. So you don't even realize that you're starting to walk by flesh and not by the Spirit. So you're forcing yourself to read the Bible. And most of you in here are guilty. You, you, watch, you watch YouTube or something more than you read the Bible. You know you do. Ain't no sense counting up the hours. You know you do. Huh? And the truth is, you could try to force yourself to read more, but you're just reading. God, you see me reading? <laughs> Work on the love, not the dishes. Work on the love. Work on the love. Cry out in the middle of TikTok, quite heavy, Lord, I just... All this stuff is stupid. You know, I've been watching this thing three years and all they're doing is twerking on here. Lord, this is stupid. Huh? And I ain't got nothing to twerk with. This is stupid, you know. But still, you, you, you can't, you're addicted to it, you know. We get addicted to so many things. Just say, Lord, I love you. Listen, this is foolishness. Lord, get me away from this. Now, if he tears up your phone, say, hallelujah, Praise the Lord. Right, but he probably won't do that. But he will pull you in. Religious works without love is nothing. Do you love me? How are you? You good? Mm-hmm. Playing your game. That's all right. A lot of people in here playing games. <laughs> but I love you. I love you if you come late. I love you if you're sleeping. Yes? You might not get to hear me, but I love you even if you're sleeping. Mm. Mm. How great is the love of God. Mm. I love you even if you're hungry. I love you if you ain't heard the last ten things, the last ten minutes you're just thinking about what you're going to eat. You know, I, I love you in spite of all that. Can you believe that God so loves you? That God so loves you. And this is what I've learned. When I focus on my love with God, I grow. When I focus on me being a better Christian, I fall away. When I focus on my love with God, I grow. When I focus on, Lord, I love you. I don't know how you do all these things. When I quit trying to be a good Christian, I end up one. Somebody hear me? Because it's 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 works of love, but it's not love. And then all we do is feel disappointed. We make all these vows and commitments, and then we're disappointed. Huh? It's just like anybody ever tried to lose weight, and you say you're going to cut back, and it seems like you eat more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess what you feel terrible. Don't you feel terrible? And you come to church and I have to deal with your terrible feelings. Isn't that true? Uh, isn't that true? You, you you know God loves every inch of you. You don't love every inch of you. But God loves every inch of you. Ah. Yes. But, but He... He would like to help you eat a little bit better so you live a little bit longer, right? But you must know that he loves you. Quit beating up on yourself and judging yourself because you fall short. Because there's one that loves you and when you fall short, he will lift you up. Do you believe that? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right. We have two people willing we ready, right? Willing to renew their vows. Yes. And um, I, I had asked the Lord, I said, Lord, should we just put it into the service or should we dismiss and do it afterwards? And he says we should put it in with the service because there's an anointing, this presence. Uh, there's an anointing. Now, don't get upset because somebody's gotten married twice and you ain't gotten married once. Uh. Listen, feel the love and love will come. You hear me? Feel the love and love will come. So if, if, if you're married, there's going to be a blessing. that's going to be on your marriage. If you're not married, there's going to be a blessing that's there. Yes. It's God that does it. It's God that keeps us. You know, some marriages fall apart because they try to keep it. Hmm. They kind of, You know, several years ago, it's not really important who, but several years ago, somebody got very upset with me. Oh, they got so angry with me. There was two people got married. Two little dogs. Cute little dogs. Two little dogs. Oh, they thought they loved each other. They just thought they were so much in love. And, and so did the mama dog think. So, they asked me to perform the ceremony. But in the ceremony, I kept saying, you know, the Lord gives me words sometimes. They give me persecuted, but the Lord's word is good. I kept saying, two people can't keep each other in love. It takes God. Huh? Our love falls short. Your love and your love it's not enough that you stay together. It won't happen without the Lord's love. It won't happen. Uh, and I thought I thought that was so sweet. Boy, did I get a chewing out. <laughs> Saying, you know their love can stay together. You know their love. Can get, the truth is, they got upset because they put Jesus in there. You, you, you can't do that on your own without Him. Amen. Amen. So sometimes maybe if, if, if our marriage is on downslide or if it's broke, maybe it can't be resurrected, but there's another one coming. Yes. But the first thing you need to know, you don't have the hips and the eyes to keep this thing together. Yeah. You might fall in love with some hips. But within three or four years, that's the last thing you ever want to see them hips. Mm. Mm. It goes from voluptuous to big. Or to fat. Anybody hear what I'm saying? Without Jesus, nothing lasts. Mm. So if, if you've if you've had... Falling shorts of love. Maybe it's because you was trying to do it yourself. It's not too late for anybody, yet. Amen. Amen. I church, a pastor church one time. A Man was eighty-five years old and had been married five times. Wow. He didn't get divorced. All of them died. Eighty-five years old, getting married to his fifth wife, you know. Eighty-five years old. And he was like a 16-year-old. He was so happy, you know. And he loved the Lord. and He just said, he, just said, he says, I just, I just don't like to live by myself. Huh? And so he got married. But this time he got married to a Pentecostal woman. It didn't take long for him to start feeling the Spirit. <laughs> so don't get married to no devil it won't take you long before you start becoming the devil uh, but here's a man 85 years old and, and I mean they married and they, they like, they're like they like teenagers and they riding around in cars and, and, and going places you know if I'm preaching somewhere they come in they come in you know like teenagers what's this man got that you don't have, maybe just thankful. The man was very thankful, very thankful. Mm. This is the same man that had uh, had heart problems. They had to put a tablet under his tongue. What's that for? Nitroglycerin tablet. What is that? Why do they do that? Anybody remember? It's hard, right? So he he had to put this tablet under his tongue because he's having heart problems. Right? And getting married again, you know. <laughs> he, he, he going, you know. He married this Pentecostal woman and then he met me. So one night he started having an attack, but he left his pills in the other room. Now he never did this before. It had something to do with that Pentecostal woman and me. Never done this before. And so there in the bed, he said to God, he says, Lord, I'm tired of taking those pills. If I'm going to die, let me die. If I'm going to live, let me live. And you know that man, 85 years old, never took no pills after that. Keep spirit-filled people in your house. That's why you want to come to church. Keep spirit-filled people in your house. Whatever's keeping you out of that marital bliss, whatever's keeping you from being healed, it's not God. It's you breaking through all the judgments you have against yourself. Hmm? Hmm? Because some some of the people, uh, it's ironic, some of the people was against him getting married again. He says, I don't care. <laughs> they don't cook for me and I don't have to live with them. And some of them was church people. And not only that, that was everything you might in that was Methodist church, hardly nobody responds to an altar call. But after he married that Pentecostal woman, he's getting up crying after the end of every service, you know. Jesus. And some of them old sinners, them old saints, they say, Bless his heart. Yeah, nah. people talk about it don't matter you get God's blessing don't matter what people think about you don't matter if you deserve it don't deserve it huh? what are those people going to do for you they don't ever do anything for you but criticize you yes yeah? why not you let the past be the present trust God get your breakthrough today tell the Lord you love him Lord, I just give it all up. Yes, I can't do it without you. My life is not going to get no better without you. I'm not going to get a better job without you. I'm not going to get a promotion without you. I'm not going to get a car without you. My marriage ain't going to go nowhere. I ain't ever going to get married. Hmm? I'm going to be 98 years old up here on this road. Hmm. Prophet, give me a word. You're 98 years old. Give me a word. No, no, no. Hallelujah.